welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases with Pointy and the Moose. We're going to have a variety of special guests today because we are doing the Star Wars movie marathon. Three prequels today, three originals tomorrow. Pointy? Yes, I am very excited. going to be awesome. And today we also have Hannah here, who you might remember from the Trash TV episode. Hello. Are you coming to both sets or just one? Just the one. Unfortunately, I just couldn't warrant seeing both of them, but I have chosen to see what is arguably the worst of the sets of trilogies. <laughs> Nothing Cutesy will also be coming today, and then tomorrow we'll have Mrs. Pointy and Randall. So they will be able to provide insight on the further three movies. I, I do like that Hannah has chosen Trash yet again. <laughs> I wouldn't call them trash. I, I, I think arguably you can say that it's trash. And, but, you know, they're, they're the ones that I grew up with rather than the, the, the original ones, I kind of think. Yeah. It's, also, it's also sort of like expensive trash. Like, it's not just reality TV. Like, that's a lot of money that went into that. That is a real lot of money and a real lot of bad acting. Even so just I can't wait. I really, really can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And, okay, so the three of us are in costume. And start with pointy. Who are you pointing? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. Hannah. I'm Han Solo. Hannah Solo. Hannah Solo. (laughs) I have been calling Hannah Solo for quite a long time because I keep going, hey, Han. Uh, Han. Han Solo. Solo. And um, I'll give you a clue as to mine, a really terrible clue. I'm Chewy. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say you were in some sort of pain because you did have a headache earlier. I did have a headache earlier, but Nerefin fixed that. Um, but I, my, my chewy robe and outfit it was a present for my birthday from Nothing Cutesy, and I am wearing like brown pants underneath and big furry feet that I purchased to go with the outfit. So it's very chewy. And also, Pointy came around this morning to my house with a special surprise for today. Uh, I thought we couldn't really turn up to this marathon without lightsabers in our hands. So I'm not sure. I saw Chewie with a lightsaber in the movie, but he has one now. He also has, like, a red lightsaber, so clearly he's commandeered Darth Vader's, and um, uh, it's just our version of the film here today. Well, I feel like he could rip his head off pretty easily. He could. I don't know why he never did, but, you know, such is Star Wars. All right, so we're going to check in uh, later on in between the two movies. You'll have nothing cutesy joining us then, and we'll give our review on the first movie, The Phantom Menace. Three movies. What did I say? Two movies. In between the three movies? I don't know, two movies. Oh, there's two breaks, I guess, in between the first one and the third one. That works. (laughs) All right, over and out for now. Okay, pointy. End of the first movie, The Phantom Menace. Um, okay, judging that I would give my favourite, just previously, um, judging that I would give my favourite The Empire Strikes Back five, I reckon I'd give this maybe two out of five. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. I did like the uh, creepy smile between Anakin and... Um, Padme. He got a new haircut. It's like, I know, I know I'm going to be She's like, I'll be keeping an eye on you, boy. Yeah, all right. No, but I think that in the context of watching three movies in a row, um, the first movie did go quicker than when we watched it on our own. 
yeah. Yeah, because it's like it, it's it's like knowing where you're going. It's like we're gonna spend a long time watching these movies. So yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it, it all went fast except for the pod racing scene, which just fucking takes forever. <laughs> also, just flashing up on the credits now, I do like that Frank Oz is still voicing Yoda. Yeah, and we got to see um, Warwick Davis before as well. Exactly, Warwick Davis! And Big Ears. We need to find out who that Big Ears oh, dude is. We need to find out who that sad Big Ears guy At the Gungan party at the end of The Phantom Menace, there's a guy with massive ears standing next to Yoda who already has big ears. All right, so just before the start of The Phantom Menace, Nothing Cutesy arrived. Hannah was out getting some popcorn, and Nothing Cutesy only missed, like, the first couple of minutes of the movie because she was working. But um, I know this is the one she's seen most. She's a huge fan of it. Nothing Cutesy. A huge fan. Of it. Well, in comparison to the other five. What was that? It's just it's the only one I've seen all the way through before. What? Ever? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Look at all these lights. But that is why she's here today, Hannah, because if she's gonna do it, like all six of them on the big screen is a good way to do it. It's a really good way to do it. I I mean I only I was a late comer to Star Wars as well. It was probably only a few years ago. Because I'd already seen, always seen like kind of little bits and pieces, but never actually sat down and watched yeah, the whole thing. That's what I've done too. I've only seen little bits and pieces of it. But I think that's like the first time I've seen that movie recently. But I think that's the first time I've actually paid attention to it. <laughs> Normally, I'm like doing about ten other things at once and don't really remember what's going on. But you know, it was a little more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, less. Pace- Slightly less painful. We've still got another two to go before uh, the end of this lot of sessions. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back with more later. (laughs) Okay, pointy. End of episode two. It's much better than episode one. It is. It's biggest failing is it doesn't show Anakin as a likeable character in yeah. the slightest. It's, but it doesn't even show him as like mean or it kind of aims to show him going to the dark side but he just ends up being like a whingy teenager. Like, yeah well I guess that's what he is. Like he's probably meant to be around that age but I think that's sort of missing the big picture. The, the whole story is meant to be about spoilers. He, he's downfall yeah. and turn to the dark side, but it's sort of like you don't ever get this in-between part where yeah. he's doing something completely heroic and yeah. something happens that makes it go that way. He's it's... just a kid, he's a whingy teenager and then he falls to the dark side. Yeah. yeah. I think that went quicker than the first um, prequel. Yeah, no, no boring pod race. No boring pod race and um, heaps awesome of great Yoda action. Scene. Awesome Yoda scene. I remember when I um, went to see Attack of the Clones at the cinema when it was first released. Yeah. And I couldn't stop smiling slash laughing <laughs> when that scene first happened because you've got to remember, like, the, the, only, the only Yoda anyone had seen was Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi and it was just... yeah crazy. Well, I found that in the first prequel as well when you see um, Jabba moving around and in the mess with um, in the additional bits in the uh, second lot which is the original movies, they do add a scene between Han and Jabba the Hutt where he moves around a lot more and that was so funny to see because you only saw him as an old sluggish character in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they had to have some interconnectivity between the movies and consistency, so I think that's oh, where totally. a lot of those changes came from. Totally. Let's check in with Nothing Cutesy and Hannah. Nothing Cutesy. Yes. This is the first one you hadn't seen all the way through. Yes. What were your thoughts on it? I didn't go as long as I thought it would. In comparison to the first movie? Yeah. Less enjoyable for you? Less Jar Jar, personally. 
Yeah, there was a reason there was less Jar Jar. Because he's the because, worst. Because everybody is a Jar Jar hater and I just don't approve. Oh, don't worry. I'm the kind of person who goes to the underdog as well, so I don't mind. That's okay. Um, Hannah, thoughts on that one compared to the original, uh, the first prequel? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to rate them between each other. I think um, that one was more hating Christiancy, but less Judge Albinksy, which is a benefit. But then again, I don't know if I like to have more Judge Albinksy and less Hayden Christensen because he's not that great. He's a bit whingy. Um, there were a few parts during the dialogue that you both laughed during. Why was that? Um, because he's a terrible actor and it's hilarious. I kind of see this is more as a comedy than anything else. Yeah, it's a little bit of like a romantic comedy because it's romantic and no, it's it's, it's laughable because he's romantic. just kind of like it's well because it, they they mean it to be romantic you and have it's a not. scar my heart and every day it's like he's like dying inside he's tormented by their tormented. love girls tormented by their love I know, I've never felt like that when I was in love if I felt like that when I was in love then there'd be something seriously wrong with my love <laughs> do you feel nothing cutesy that you're following the plot not having seen these before yeah, I've asked you a few questions that you refuse to answer for me, though, which I think is very rude. Well, you often just say you have to wait and see, and I just repeat that back to you. You've got to wait and see. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that's already out there in terms of Star Wars in the pop culture universe. There's a certain amount that I know, so sometimes I just need to clarify things, and you won't clarify them with me because you feel like they're spoilers. I think they're spoilers, but we'll wait and see. We'll check back in after the third film, and after each film from then on. Pointy, you're looking forward to the third. Uh, yeah, it's definitely the best of the prequel trilogy. Definitely the darkest, the angriest, and I think the longest. Uh, yeah, perhaps. Um, I just just feel that the whole, maybe not the whole first movie, but maybe half of the first movie's largely redundant. And, well, and it's sort of like maybe, I know they had to do some sort of intro to Attack of the Clones, so it wasn't just, bam, starting. But it sort of seems, yeah, like... Just a tad unnecessary. And in terms of Star Wars snacks, apart from the usual um, popcorn and Coke and things you would have in a movie, uh, Nothing Cutesy did create uh, Star Wars biscuits, and Han Solo, Hannah over there, created Galaxy Cupcakes. So I'm going to munch into those, and Pointy will be back. We shall. Episode 3, finished. Thoughts? Best of the day. Best of the day, I agree. The special effects were heaps better in that. The writing and the acting were heaps better in that. It was just generally better. Yeah, it's kind of like, even though there were times where there was patchy dialogue, it was at least delivered a lot better. Oh, yeah. It was much more believable. I felt someone looked at the first two and went, there's a couple of things we need to look at. But um, big, big fan. Let's uh, get nothing cute to these impressions when we go out of the cinema. Moose, we're at McDonald's for a bit of a debrief after the three films. How are you feeling? Good. Mackie D's is the place for honesty. Yes, well, that's what those golden arches are all for. <laughs> What's your take on the, uh, the first three movies chronologically in the series? Better than I remember. Um, I haven't seen them on the big screen, and I don't think I've watched them in chronological order in such a short space of time ever. Like, I've always watched maybe, like, a day apart before, but it's kind of good seeing them all together. Yeah, I've definitely never seen all three at the cinema on the same day. I mean, I have seen all three at the cinema when they were originally released, yeah, but obviously that but was two, three years, or however many years it was apart. Did you see all the prequels at the cinema when they were released? Yeah, yeah, I did. 
I remember The Phantom Menace being the uh, first film I went to. Oh, sorry. It wasn't the first film I went to, but it was the first time I caught the train somewhere with a friend. And then I went to see the movie. So that was a bit of a monumentous occasion for me. Independence. Exactly. Not Independence Day, just Independence. Independence. And I do remember Revenge of the Sith. I actually saw it at Glendale Cinema uh, at the midnight screening on the day it was released. And then I backed it up and went to work afterwards. I was uh, a very tired boy that day. I think I saw them in New Zealand, but I do remember seeing the 97 re-releases, the original three of the movies at midnight screenings. That was pretty cool. Did you have one of those little passbook things? I think maybe, but I can't remember them. Yeah, I had one of those. Yeah, I, d- I definitely remember. I had, like, this little passbook thing, and they stamped it when you went to each of the movies, and it's all sorts. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Hannah, how did you enjoy those three movies? I had a really great time. It was much better than what I remembered them being. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I think I watched them, but I think it's the first time I've actually sat down and just paid attention to what's been going on in front of me. Normally I've got a computer or something like that, so... No, it was fantastic. Um, It was less of a slog than I expected. Did you feel that as well? Yeah, I felt that as well. I'm not not as tired as what I I thought I would be, and I'm not as cranky as I thought I would be. I I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought, oh, by the end of it, I'm going to be, like, really frustrated with Hayden Christensen. And I'm really semi-frustrated with Hayden Christensen, so it's okay. There's at least a level of frustration with Hayden Christensen that must be had, but I think if it was maybe six movies in a row and he was to the end, you might have been a little... No! No! I I do wonder if the the reason why you didn't get bored is the fact that you actually are forced to just watch it and not multitask and, you know, use the laptop, use your phone. It's kind of like, well, I'm actually my attention is fully there so therefore the time sort of passes whereas if you're only doing things in halves you kind of lose track of time a little bit and it drags on I just want to make special mention of all of the um, fantastic transitional wipes that um, George Lucas used within those movies Um, we counted some box wipes um, a diagonal from from left to right and then um, he backed that up with a diagonal from right to left some great powerpoint skills he had a couple of he had a couple of blinds yeah book open and then at the end there in um, in, that one where it's kind of like half and half oh yeah and then this this box, this box, this box, and this box do the Yeah, same the box wipes. The Brady box wipes. Yeah. It's a weird half-shutter box wipe. Ah, oh, shutter box wipe. Yeah. And then at the end there, where I think he just kind of lost it and decided that he was just going to do circle wipes for everything. It was oh, like... Circle wipes <laughs> in on, like, a nose? Yeah. It's like, oh, Circle no. wipe out. I circle wipe funny in. to, like, pop out of them and be like, that's all, folks. Well, I think that's what he was kind of getting to, that yeah. this is the that's end the of the end movie where we're wrapping does. everything up. Oh, but here they come in, she's dying. Oh, who's dead? Imagine oh, focus on the funniest things, like, like C-3PO panicking and it zoomed in on his face and stopped for a second as it closed in. It was like on Padme's body. It was like it, it, it freeze framed with the circle around the little thing that Anakin made for her, the charm. Yeah, and her pregnant belly. It's like focus just froze on there this. like well, okay, okay, okay. Because she yeah. had the baby. Yeah, but they still kept it looking preggers, obviously, so that they but could keep up the illusion. The Did everybody yeah. think that the children died in childbirth? Well, obviously. wasn't she still kind of keeping it a secret that she was pregnant from everyone? Well, she did wear big dresses. She did wear big dresses, she but like, hide it. What, did everybody when she came back to Naboo? Because that was like the first time she'd been back to Naboo for a little while there. And was everyone like, she's really gained some weight here? Is this going to happen to all of our senators? Getting fat now. Yeah, it must be really stressful there at the Senate. Okay, nothing cutesy. How did you go? You know what? 
I didn't find it as painful as I thought I would. I actually rather enjoyed myself. Part of it could have been the fact that I'm dressed up in a costume. Part of it could have been that I had very low expectations for my enjoyment levels, so I was pleasantly surprised I didn't enjoy it. I think the other thing is that third movie's not too bad. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to go watch it again, but I, I enjoyed the fact that all these things fell into place. There's a question I asked Moose that he just told me shush on, so I'm going to pester him with that when we get home. So what like was the question? The question. Yeah, you guys were asking a lot of questions. By the end there, I was like, just wait, Natalie, wait. Just wait. No, because no more I questions. can't remember what the question was. You have to oh, watch no. it again. So you shushed the question out of her. Oh, it's just oh, like, no, no more really, questions. You really, just really, really did. It. Because I was all like, oh, so the, the uncle and auntie that bring up Luke are their, their stepbrother and And I said yes. And things like that. So things were falling into place. But there was one question I asked you where you were just like, I don't know, Natalie. Just shush. Nah. Maybe it was one of um was it a question about uh, Was it about General Grievous? Hayden Christensen's lightsaber colour? Was that it? No. Did I explain yes. that one? No, yes, you didn't explain that one, but that was another question. Um, yeah, like at one point I'm sure he had a green lightsaber and then all of a sudden it was blue and I wanted to know whether green was like L plate's lightsaber. This is the whole... And then why Yoda had a green lightsaber. This no, he the... only had a green lightsaber at the end of Attack of the Clones because he'd lost his lightsaber and he picked one off like someone who died oh, and was using that. Oh, thank you, Aaron. See? Aaron answered. Well, was in the middle of everything. I couldn't answer Sorry. that for you. Thank you, Pointy. See, Pointy answered it for me. Well, I was in the middle of everything. I couldn't answer. It's like watching Cars. It's like watching Captain America. Sometimes hey, you've just got to shut up and enjoy it. I was listening to a podcast it. the other day where somebody actually asked the same questions about Cars that I did, and I was like, I'm not the only one who Not during like the movie. There's a later. reason I don't watch The Matrix, because I think too much about it. You need to stop thinking when you watch movies. There... No. Or stop overanalyzing them because you ruin the enjoyment for yourself. The Harry Potter universe totally makes sense to me. The Star Wars universe is some giant holes. That's all I'm saying. But that it's being said, I did Thank enjoy you. myself today. No. I think of I'm all kind of dreading the slow ones tomorrow. I think of all of the universe, Star Wars is probably one of the ones with the least amount of holes I because agree. I've gone you back with all of the different media. Away with saying, oh, the Je- Jedi's are using the Force. Well, you can. Cause well, it's kind of the same as magic, right? Harry's using magic. And if you read the books and watch the the like watch the the cartoons and stuff like no. that, they go into everything in a no, lot more depth. No, I don't want to do that. So if you do want to do that, no. you can explain it. I don't want to do that. But it's so just like I don't reading the cliff notes on something it. and saying I don't understand it. Yeah, no, I just needed cliff notes. But it's like the question Luke asked Lorelai and Gilmore Girls. Why running up on the top of a hill? Oh, I've got the higher ground. I win. Why? Because when he jumps up at you. He's in a vulnerable like position. A he can slice his He's legs like, off. He's like, I'm going to kill you. you. You're an idiot if you do this. Why don't you just like run away like a normal person? Yeah, it's like if you make that jump over that... He was warning him. He was warning him. That I'm not going to not kill you. Yeah, but you'll be in a vulnerable can... position and I can cut your legs off. Do you think Ewan McGregor feels bad for not killing Hayden Christensen? Probably. I don't know. I think living in a permanently burned body is pretty good punishment. I don't know. Without his love who he strangled. As you find out tomorrow he gets to strangle a lot of people he so does. it's not a bad life. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in pretty position of power. Although I must say um, you know they show the Death Star at the end of episode 3 and I think there's like 20 years between that movie and A New Hope or thereabouts but between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi there is another Death Star and it seemed to have been built a hell of a lot faster. I think 
with any bureaucracy, it takes a long time to get anything done. If you can, if an example would be any roadway that's locally. So, are you built. suggesting they started them both at the same time? Well, there's that. They could have kept one secret, but then again, once they kind of get through the bureaucracy of getting one sorted, they've already got the contractors in place, contractors, and it's a lot plans, easier to get it done. They've worked yeah. out any false problems that may have taken time that, to that fix. Pesky that pesky ventilation shaft. Yeah. And shaft. also, you know, putting Spoilers. claims in with council, they know what council expects from them this exactly. time around, so the council clearance will take us council. Yeah. Or do they have trouble with their pools and licensing? I must say, though, uh, you and McGregor, pretty good job in those three movies, I must say. Oh, yeah. With what was given to him, the script that was given to him, he did a He's fantastic job. He's got some job. terrible lines that are completely not his fault. But he made them terrible. sound mostly okay. Yeah, yeah, it shows his strength as an actor. Good question. Is the actor who plays Palpatine in this one the same who played in the original movies? Uh, in episode six, yes. Yes, But okay. in episode five, um, it was, like, someone's wife... And ah. they superimpose like ape eyes or something yeah. on it to make wow. her look emperor-y. That's awesome. Sorry, what? Yeah. There was someone's wife that played the emperor. Palpatine in the first two movies in you've seen Empire Strikes Back. And they just like superimpose like ape eyes on her. But um, you do see. Why? Because you the technologies weren't so advanced. Remember, we're going. You're going backwards into the past about how, how many years. No, no, but why didn't yeah. they just hire an actor and put prosthetics on them? Because they existed. They I were know that. Doing things a bit differently. They wanted that look of the gorilla eyes, the soullessness. Sometimes. Palpatine. Well, I think the real gorillas gorilla have eye. soulful eyes. Sometimes you just need to let it go. Let I, it go. I, I think the real story was that there was not a backstory at that point and it was like hey we need Darth Vader to report to someone hey let's have this guy and then later on they worked out oh this is what we can do with it all. He's a part of this role. Classic So they needed to hire an actor to play him because he's not a hologram anymore. Anyway so same actor my point being that over the course of those three movies he did an amazing job at starting to starting to reveal the voice as he revealed the character. The voice became much more like Return of the Jedi Emperor Palpatine through the third movie. But I, I feel like if what they were truly going for was subtlety in this big reveal, they didn't do a very good job of it because they kind of like beat it over everyone's face even from the first movie that he was evil. Oh yeah. And it was kind of like if you really are going to do all that backstory at least do it in a way that's going to be a bit of a shock to people. It was way yeah, too obvious. Like the way Frozen did the reveal of Hans as the bad guy. Oh yeah, you yeah. did not pick that until the end. Spoilers, sorry. Thanks for ruining that for me. Sorry. You gonna, were you You're not going to watch it. You don't watch Disney movies. I would have, one day. Yeah, by the time you <laughs> had kids and get around yeah. to watch it, you're going to have completely forgotten what I just said. That's true. How good was Christopher Lee? I completely forgot that oh, Christopher, Christopher Lee was in it. He's like the best bad guy guy in the whole entire he's world. He's the best voice for it. Yeah. And he also almost looks trustworthy, but you know he's going to be evil, but you want yeah. to trust him because he's Christopher Lee. And at the same time, he was, or oh, roughly the same time, he was the bad guy in Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah. Like, more or less the same time. He's easily one of the best actors in that. I mean, some of the... Okay, okay. Three best actors in that, in my opinion, would have had to be... Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Oh, okay, I was thinking of the third one now, but yeah, four. Liam Neeson, um, the guy who plays Palpatine, uh, Christopher Lee, and I didn't mind um, Samuel Jackson. I thought he was all right. He was Samuel L. Jackson. He was Samuel L. Jackson. I don't think they gave him enough, but I think he was probably... They could have done a lot more with Samuel L. Jackson. But that's why it didn't go so bad, because he played himself. He's the guy that negotiated to get a purple lightsaber, otherwise he wouldn't be in the movie. I mean, that guy kicks off. Oh, and Ewan McGregor, but he's just a given. Yeah, 
like, you know, McGregor had his strengths, like, he did the best with what he had, but my god, he had a whole lot of clunky dialogue that really just couldn't have helped his performance at all. There's, there's some stupid dialogue in that movie. I personally like the green guy from the Trade Federation. I thought he was yeah. a fantastic actor. Like, New Gunray? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, really just encapsulated the role I felt. <laughs> I really like the scene of um, uh, Yoda crawling through the crawling through the tunnels, and like because you like the front-on angle of him crawling through the pipes was really cool. So it looked awesome. I'm looking forward to the Yodas tomorrow because my God, I love puppets. Yeah, that's true. Puppet Yoda, puppet Yoda. I, I didn't know if you're going backwards to Yoda, you might feel a bit disappointed. No, no, I was just much less lively. I was disappointed yeah. at the computer-generated Yoda because I love Muppets. It's it's not as good as what you're thinking. I'm sorry. It's It'll really be amazing. Not. No, no. there's something they... about the never-ending story, labyrinthness of it all. But that's what they said about the Tijuana Brass Beatles record of covers I bought today. They said, it's going to be terrible. You're going to regret that. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I want it to be terrible. No, Dad, what's a Muppet? Dad? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cross between a Muppet and a Puppet. <laughs> Okay, let's, uh, how do we write, how do we write this up? <laughs> Hannah won't be here tomorrow. She's only coming to the first three. So thank you very much, Hannah. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Any time, any excuse to get dressed up like Han Solo. <laughs> he did a great job. We'll, uh, reconvene tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, so second day of the Star Wars Marathon, the original trilogy. Pointy and Mrs. Pointy are actually sitting in separate seats today, so I'm going to have to make an absolute marathon effort and come down and we'll make sure we get together in between movies. Yeah, it'll make it more memorable. Of course. Yeah, a bit more um, effort involved. By the way, I just bumped into the um, five stormtroopers outside and got a photo with them. Ah, nice. Very nice. That's a lot of dedication. Oh, Mrs. Pointy doesn't want to be on the podcast, but that's okay. She's got a sweet Sith robe she's wearing at the moment right next to Pointy the Jedi. I'm the good one. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to today, though, more so than yesterday. It's going to be awesome. So we'll give reviews in between and check back with you. And we haven't got Hannah today, but we have got Rebecca Randall sitting up with us. Yeah, so... um, you lose some, you win some. It all works out. Exactly. And she's dressed as Princess Leia, so that should be a um, nice comparison to Han Solo yesterday. <laughs> all right, pointy. End of episode four. The second day of the originals. I had chills when it started. It was awesome. I love how good it looks, um, considering it was made in 77, 78? Sounds about right. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, Okay, so as I said before, our Han Solo yesterday, Hannah, isn't here today, but we have uh, subbed her in with Princess Leia, Randall here. Um, As is the problem with long stretches of movies, I do need to use the men's room, so I'm going to let you guys discuss what happened and how you enjoyed the first movie, and I'll be back to hear all about it. Okay, so let's do that. How'd it go? I thought it was awesome. Highlights? Highlights was definitely seeing the Death Star blow up on the big screen. Love it. 
Yeah, I, I think I kind of remember the original explosion before they did all the extras, and uh, it was not quite so grand as that. Yeah, no, they've definitely um, amped it up a little bit, and, but they haven't lost any of the awesome Star Wars-iness. I used to watch Star Wars pretty much every day because I'd watch it in the um, ad breaks of every TV show I was watching as a kid. So I'd just watch it for like two or three minutes. Um, but yeah, I just had this memory of watching some TV show and then laughing at how ridiculous that lightsaber fight scene with Obi-Wan and Vader is because you can so- sort of see at one point that it's just a prop and it looks pretty bad. I never know. I don't think it looks bad. Although- oh, it doesn't now because they fixed it up. But, like, yeah, back in the... I don't know. I guess I was watching it in the early 90s, so it was before the special editions came out. So it hadn't been touched up yet. I don't mind. Some of those special editions are a little bit, like, some of the effects are just a bit tacked on. Like, there's a few scenes where they've added in monsters for no apparent reason. And then other times they've made it look heaps better. So I appreciate some of them. And then other ones I think, man, you didn't really need to add in all those extra monsters. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes it sort of takes you out of the moment because it doesn't sit with the rest of the film visually. And it's like, oh, okay, so that's new. Whereas it's, yeah, it's not just an addition. It's, yeah, bizarre. It's not adding anything to the movie, it's just special effects for special effects sake. I must say that um, George Lucas was well ahead of the other um, George as far as incest goes. Um, talking about George R.R. R. Martin with uh, Game of Thrones, so I think uh, Luke and Leia might have uh, beat Cersei and uh, Jamie to the punch. No! No, no, no. Wait a second. Luke and Leia are nothing like Jamie and Cersei. Oh, my God. Jamie and Cersei are seriously fucked up. Luke and Leia, it's just puppy love between Luke. He, she's just the first girl he's ever seen. Let's face it. Face it. It's just him, him, his uncle and aunt Rue. It's not like he's ha- had many experiences with girls. So he's just like, oh, yeah, he's a pretty one. Let's just check her out. He's not really going to do anything about it. Especially if he can't go to, like, Tashi Station and get those power converters. Like, how is, how is he going to meet all the girls? That's right. And I can't. I didn't see many girls when he went into town either. They were all pretty much just guys and monsters. So he doesn't have any opportunities to flirt with them. Well, given his father and the creepy eyes that um, Hayden Christensen was was giving everyone in the previous movies, it wouldn't be totally surprising if there was something wrong going on. I love Anakin. He's so sexy. He doesn't have creepy eyes at all. He did in that second movie, in Attack of the Clones. He's got some pretty creepy eyes going on. We were talking about it yesterday. It's just showing his, like, descent into evil when his eyes get really angry and I want to kill you. But... He's still sexy. He's still attractive. More attractive than, like, poor old Darth Vader ends up being. Well, yeah, he sort of got um, got shafted a little bit. Yeah. I guess landing in the volcano ash makes you a little bit less attractive. Burns your hair off, makes you all white and scummy looking. I'd probably be pretty pissed at Obi-Wan, too, if I was him. Yeah, I have an issue, though. I noticed in that movie there, why doesn't Obi-Wan remember R2-D2 and C-3PO? It was like he was seeing them for the first time, and clearly he's had all this experience with them, and he was like, hmm, yeah, no, I've never seen those droids before. I was like, what the hell? I forgot about that bit. (laughs) He does give him, like, a suspicious look, though. He does, but I didn't know whether that was because he was trying to figure out if he had met them before or he was doing the, I'm not going to tell anyone that I actually know you guys look. I wasn't sure what that look meant. Maybe the dude who plays Ben Kenobi needed to figure that out before that scene. I think it's just another classic example of uh, Lucas not having the backstory done when when they filmed the first movie. So there's all this stuff that's not really connected. It's a bit of a a long bow to draw. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably right. And I mean... 
got to be got to give it props. Like they've done a pretty good job with linking the backstory with the with the older ones. So I'm just interested to see how this new one goes. Like whether it's going to link in or it's just going to be like a random another movie just tacked on for special effects sake. Uh, well, it sh- it should be linked in because it's they've got the cast of this group of movies back. And so it's probably going to be... Well, they have said they're definitely not using any of the stories from the Expanded Universe, which, because I'm pretty geeky, I had read a lot of. But I assume at some point they're going to talk about or um, Han and Leia will be married or something like that along those lines and they'll have kids and... I don't know. I guess that sounds about right. But they're going to be so extremely old by the time. They, they can't just take up where Han and Leia have kids. It's going to be like, well, Han and Leia's oh, grandkids. Like. Oh, no, no, no. They, they won't have, like, it won't be them having kids. It will be them probably with grown-up kids that are the ages of the main cast in these movies. I just don't want them to destroy it. I think they did a good job with the, with the prequels, and I think, except for number one... Um, Which was unnecessary, really. True. Like, it didn't really add anything. No. Number one was a bit of a waste of time. But with the other ones, I think they did a good job. And I'm really worried that they're going to kill the franchise with this next one. I'm pretty hopeful because I I figure they know all the things that people didn't like about the prequels. So if anything, you think it should be better because they go, okay, so we know people like this from the original trilogy. They did like these action sequences better from the prequels. It it was a bit more fast-paced. So hopefully if they combine those two things with a decent um, screenplay, then hopefully we'll get something good. The story is what I'm worried about because I'm worried that, like, I like the new Star Trek movies and all, but there's not really big on story, so I'm a little bit worried that the plot is going to be a bit thin, it's just going to be all action, action, action. So hopefully with having the original cast in it will give it a bit of substance and make them, I don't know, stick to the, the essence of Star Wars and not just go on, let's blow shit up. Not to go on a Star Trek tangent, <laughs> but I kind of agree with you on um, Star Trek, although what I would say is the story is at least interesting if you know the original stories, because at least you can be thinking about how it's different to what they did the first time round, and so that kind of has you thinking, but if you were just coming into it fresh, then yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm totally coming into Star Trek fresh, um, hadn't seen any of the old ones, I kind of considered myself a Star Wars fan, so therefore I could not like Star Trek, so I never got into the old stuff, but... I mean, I did like the new, new Star Trek movies. They, they were good, just a bit too much. No, no character development, really. That's a bit. It's a bit like, um, you know, Beatles and versus the Stones. It's sort of like you don't really need to choose one side or the other. They're both good for different reasons. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's just an old-fashioned notion that you're one or the other. And I always thought that Star Trek was kind of geeky and Star Wars was cool. So I kind of said, well, I couldn't possibly be the geeky one. I must like the cool franchise. And now I'm realising they're both as geeky as each other. Damn damn straight. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that they're bad. Geekiness is cool. Look at all these awesome people dressed up, including myself. Yeah. Mrs. Pointy was like, oh, are you going to leave that um, that robe just sitting on the chair there? Someone might steal it. And I'm like, I don't think there's much chance of anyone stealing it. I feel pretty comfortable leaving my stuff lying around. Yeah, I left my handbag in there with my wallet. And I'm like, mm, these Star Trek, uh, Star Wars people are not going to steal my shit. They're just as big a freaks as I am. So, no, nah, pretty, we're pretty safe. We'll see how we go after the next episode break where we're talking about us both having lost um, wallets, robes and all sorts of things. Nothing cutesy? How did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was all right. The toilet break, I meant. Oh, the toilet break was very enjoyable. <laughs> it's not your I don't opinion. know. It's the first time you've seen it. You yeah, yeah. That, that's the first time I've seen 
what most people classify as the first movie, which is now fourth. It was alright. You were a bit worried about the pacing yesterday. Yeah, How'd I, that go? I still found it slow. Um, not as slow as I expected, though. So I think it's good going in with really low expectations. And then, you know, you're pleasantly surprised afterwards at how much you actually enjoyed it. I, I kind of like it being a little bit slower because it makes things have more meaning when it actually happens. It's not just like, ah, oh, things are going crazy and, and all this stuff's happening. It confused me. Like, there were at least two major quotes in, in that movie and both of them were so understated that I was like, really? People talk about the hand shot first thing and it happened so quickly and I was like, oh, okay, is that it? I was expecting some big... Oh my god, Han shot first moment. Well, I think in that version, they shot at the same time. So, because what happened was, yeah, in the original version of the movie, Han did shoot first. And then in the special editions in the 90s, they changed it so Greedo shot first and then Han killed him afterwards. And then I think for the Blu-ray, because everyone hated on it so much, they've done this thing where he shoots at the same time. So in the one we just saw, was that the one with new computer graphics yeah. added to it. Yeah. So when I was looking at some of the scenes and being like, hmm, that monster looks a little bit too computer animated to be old, that was it the was. new stuff. Yeah. Right, so what was that before? Were they in there at all? Yeah, but it was just, you know, um, they. I guess they would have had the stop motion ones? Yeah. I love the stop motion ones. Like any of the, like when they were they were playing that game that Chewie was losing because R2 was winning and stuff, oh. and you see the little stop motion-y figures um, on the, the game board. That makes me happy seeing that. I like to see the old stop motion stuff. I don't think you're going to like one of the changes in Return of the Jedi because I think there's uh, much less like puppets and well, and yeah. more animatronics and stuff. Because I, I was looking forward to Puppet Yoda and she was like, oh no, Puppet Yoda's no good. And I'm like, no. Puppet Yoda, is, Puppet Yoda is awesome. I'm looking forward to Puppet Yoda. Yeah, well, let's face it. Yoda finished the last movie getting pretty banged around he's, and he's pretty old. Like, he should be a bit decrepit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to Puppet Yoda. Bring on the next movie. For everybody listening at home, that was me with my new lightsaber going. (laughs) End of episode five. Nothing cutesy has some very controversial notes on the movie. I I just thought it was boring is all. More so than than Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I think there's this thing where if there's an action sequence, I kind of figure out who's in it, then tune out, and then tune back in at the end. And that was quite heavy on the action. There was a lot of pew, 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 ships are shooting stuff. And I'm like, I don't know who's doing what anymore. It was great. And there was a love story. And there was was just, oh, it was awesome. Again, like, like yesterday when I couldn't quite believe that Padme fell in love with Anakin, I'm like, what... What the hell? Why is she falling in love with Han? He's, he's got, he's got ruffian charm. Oh my god, how can you not understand how Padme can fall in love with Anakin? He's so hot. Oh, but Anakin's a whingy little boy. No, no, no. He's no. got creepy eyes. He has had a tough life and he's come out on top and then he falls off the perch. But he's a hot looking guy with a bit of a bad streak. And I don't know, no. killing kids isn't so much a bit of... Yeah, it's streak. like, I killed everyone. Oh, it's okay. But that's when his bad streak takes over. She falls yeah. in love with him before his bad streak takes over. Okay, I, I'll agree to disagree on the Anakin thing, but um, Harrison Ford, Han Solo, he's a, he's a lovable rogue. He's nope. grumpy, but with he's got a heart of gold. No, 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 no. I always had a crush on Luke, so I don't... Yeah, yeah. Luke's I think better. Luke's a little bit sexy. Do you Luke's, think Luke Luke's and Leia got, should get together? Luke's got some... No, that's gross. I, I know that. Well, 
This is not Game of Thrones. Point yeah, I enjoyed that everybody laughed when they kissed. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was good. <laughs> and then when he like reclined and he's like, yeah. And everybody's like, no. No. <laughs> what about the Yoda scenes? What was the verdict on that? Oh, I love the Yoda. Like, more Yoda. Randall? Yoda is fabulous. He's adorable. I also like the way that, like, okay, so in the first prequels, it's like he's CG, but in this one, he's a puppet. But it, it's explained in the fact he's older. He doesn't move as much. He's a bit kind of old and grumpy. And he was probably a little bit senile, being trapped there by yeah, himself. Exactly. <laughs> when you first see him, he's just completely nuts. Yeah, he just goes nuts for the food, and he does those eye popping things. But I think in general, the entire effects of the ships and the technology that the rebels have is explained by the fact that they are no longer in power, they no longer have funds, they've got to make do with what they can make do with. My, my favourite part of the movie is towards the end when they're trying to get back to the Millennium Falcon to get away, and or oh, just before then, and then the Stormtroopers got Leia, and she's trying to tell Luke it's a trap, <laughs> and then she just sort of like, does the second, and it looks really dodgy. There's another dude who says it's a trap, though, right? There An alien dude? dude okay. I was just like, wait, in, the, in Return of the Jedi, the guy from the face. Admiral Ackbar. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I seem to remember, like, you know, seeing Admiral memes and stuff with it, and. Captain um, Von Trapp, like, Maria Von Trapp. It's a one trap. Yeah, it's a one trap. Whereas I was like, I, I'm sure I saw an alien in those. All right, so, um, of course, in between movies, it's time to pee and get water and do the things you need to do. So we will do that Make and reconvene back in the cinema. Uh, out of the two, your favourite so far? Uh, yeah, I preferred the first one. Oh, definitely Empire Strikes Back. Definitely. Empire. Empire. All right, see you soon. We're just at the Steak Ranch after finishing episode six of Star Wars. How did it go, Moose? It went incredibly well. We, by the way, I must mention that we did lose Randall along the way. We um, stopped to talk to a Jedi and get photos in front of the May the 4th poster and she had to leave. So she didn't make dinner, but um, she did very well with the three movies. It's a great day when you can say, I had to stop to talk to a Jedi, and that can be your excuse for being late or tuning in. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But we do have Mrs. Pointy, who still remains silent on the matter, and um, nothing cutesy here. And we have ordered, and the food is coming, and there is a large crocodile above us and a wine oh, that room. Gives or... away where we are. Oh, boo, it does. Okay, so this was your first time watching any of them all the way through, except for The Phantom Menace, which you had seen before. What was your favourite out of all six, Nothing Cutie? I liked the third one. Revenge of the Sith. Why'd you like that one best? I like how it, it answered a lot of questions, and it was probably the more interesting of the six movies. None of the original three? Nah. Not even the last one with what you call the teddy bears? That's that's what I preferred out of all, like, the, the three old movies. I preferred episode six, mainly because there were Ewoks in it. And you did kind of, everything, like, came to a nice conclusion. I, f I feel like um, episode three is probably, you probably feel like that because it's a good mix of both the prequels and the originals because it's kind of got like the heart and the emotional weight of the originals but it's got sort of fast paced let's move things along yeah so it's, it's, it's a nice mix yeah, yeah it's got decent pacing because my, my main gripe is that they're so slowly paced even the newer ones um 
and so that one feels the best pace to me. It didn't feel like it went for as long as the other ones. And what about the iconic lines that you heard? A bit underwhelming, it sounded like, when we were talking before. I was I was quite excited this time because I got to hear, it's a trap! It's a trap! Which, uh, from the moment that alien dude, what's his name? Admiral Bar Atmar. Admiral Snackbar. From the time that Admiral Snackbar came onto the scene, I was like, it's a trap! Because I've seen the memes. I know what, what's going on with that. So I was, I was quite excited for it's a trap. I was making up terrible little jokes, like... What happens if admirable? Ad, 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 I can't even say admiral. Admirable. 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 Admiral. Admiral. Admiral Akbar. I, I, I just come back to How many Come back to me. Akbar. Bar. <laughs> and I was thinking if he got into drugs, he'd be admiral. Admiral Crackbar. <laughs> Weren't you talking about if James Spader played Darth Vader, then it'd be Darth Spader? Yes. Also, if Darth Vader went went into gardening, he'd be Darth Darth Spader. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, What about Palpatine? What what were your thoughts on that? Was it was it actually the same guy playing Palpatine in the third movie that played him in the first three prequels? Yep. Man, as I said yesterday, he did such a great job of just progressing that voice until the third movie where it became the voice you know from Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and it's just great consistency from that guy yeah <laughs> yeah as far as villains go I rank him in my top ten I think he's a pretty like he's, he's a better villain in the first three because you see the progression of him being a villain and pulling the strings but if I'd been watching it like before the oh for goodness sakes before like, the new ones came out when you know you'd seen the, the old ones I probably would have been like he's the bad guy I thought Darth Vader was the bad guy all this time and I would have been a little bit pissed off there's someone above Darth Vader yeah. which makes him scarier yeah I mean that was kind of the point I no, think was I think that it made Vader weaker well I guess yeah, that kind of was the point that because to make him more human so you could accept sort of what happened and the storyline with Luke and turning back. Yeah. I guess that was kind of necessary. Because the whole thing about the whole thing about the bonding between the two of them was the fact that Darth saw the parallels of his own turning to the dark side and in Luke getting killed started to turn around and see the parallels in himself and didn't want that to happen to Luke. So Well here's my question, Pointy, since you are a known expert on the Star Wars universe. In the newer ones that we saw yesterday he said that there could only be two Siths at a time, yeah. so that an apprentice had to die for another apprentice to take over. If he'd taken Luke as an apprentice, does that mean he would have killed Darth Vader? Yes, most likely. Well, then Darth Vader's an idiot if he didn't see all that happening. Well, he did. That's why he was saying to Luke that they should team up together and kill the Emperor. Yeah, he said we could overthrow the Emperor together. And the Emperor actually said, go on, kill me now. Yeah, but then Darth's just standing there. Just taking it. Yeah, but he needs to progress to the dark side for anything to happen. So, yeah, so the plan was basically for Darth and Luke to be the bad guys and they would kill the Emperor. And then out of anger, Luke cut off Darth's arm and, the, uh, and Palpatine was pretty much like, okay, well, we'll roll together. Go on, kill him. It's like, I get it, but it hasn't exactly made me passionate about the series. Well, if you're not going to be 
not going to be, but I'm proud of you for the effort of getting through six when you've never been a fan before. Six movies in two days for somebody who's not a fan. Exactly, that's great. You don't have to be into it. I'm just glad you don't overanalyze it like you do Cars. And if we, we don't need to get into that, but if you need to hear about the Cars universe dilemma with nothing cutesy, refer to the Disney podcast. We're not getting into that now. What? Just one, no, one, no, no, one no, really no, tiny no, small bit. No, I'm going to no. say it anyway because oh, the microphone's in front of me. Uh, when the Death Star explodes at the very end and all the Ewoks are like, woohoo, it's time to celebrate. Dudes, it's going to be raining Death Star down onto your village. Just saying. Put up some umbrellas or something. Go underground. <laughs> Fortunately, they can rebuild fairly quickly. There's an abundance of raw materials and they're not they complicated places to build. Trees. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they I hope they all decided to go underground. They went, hooray, the Death Star's exploded. Underground, everybody, let's wait for all the debris. And then built their houses out of the debris to recycle. Also... These um, Ewoks are nothing if not environmentalists. <laughs> Life's Too Short's uh, Warwick Davis as um, an Ewok. Pretty cool. Yeah, and there was that little uh, Warwick cameo in episode one at the, uh, the pod race. Yes, With there the was. bizarre hair. Yeah. yeah. We weird. still got to find out who that Big Ears guy is as yes, well. We will. Get we need on to do some wikiing on that. I remember uh, where was he? He was standing next to Yoda, next to Yoda at Yoda. some point in one of the original three. Qui Gon's uh, yeah. funeral. Yeah, Qui Gon's funeral. He had like massive ears. Also, um, one thing that I kind of did notice. Do you remember the um, He Man and the Master of the Universe yes. movie from Palpatine's the Palpatine's kind of like Palpatine's um, kind of like Skeletor. Yeah, like not cartoon Skeletor and not no, like no, toy Skeletor the, but the movie version the of Skeletor yeah. yeah it feels like they based that off Palpatine you know yeah. what I'm just going to say wait which came first hold on the, this exercise has been useful in that I now understand a lot of Red Dwarf references that completely yeah. went over my head the first time around what do you mean even just little things like the little robots and stuff that run around in Red Dwarf. I'm like, oh, you're referencing Star Wars. Yeah. Even K9 semi-references Star Wars, but not. See, now I want to um, now I want to show you the Family Guy Star Wars trilogy um, and the robot... I didn't get half the jokes of that. Moose kept having to pause it and explain Star Wars references. And to now me. you've forgotten about watching it all together. We can actually watch it now. You know the references. And also the uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars parody series of skits. It was really, really good. I still would totally recommend the uh, Clone Wars TV show. Oh, it's, yeah. It's really good. I can't say I'm going to be watching that. No, no, I, that's, I think, a, that's a lot bigger investment because it's like five or six seasons. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, one day, one day. I really enjoy it, but I've only watched sporadic episodes and I need and I need a regular time when I can watch it. But, it's a, you know, you know what it's like living in a house with someone if they don't want to watch a particular thing, you end up watching... Something yeah. that suits the both of you. Yeah, well, I just take a Clockwork Orange type approach. Oh, of course. I was like, the Clockwork Orange type of oh, approach. This is pointy. Obviously, you would have noticed that today's original trilogy was the uh, special editions that came out in the late 90s. Did you notice a lot of the things that were inserted in 97, 98? I think it was not only those versions. I think it was the versions they did for the Blu-rays. Because if you noticed in A New Hope, it wasn't... Um, Greedo shooting first. They shot at the same time, which is yeah. something they did even after the special edition. Yeah, because so the special edition Greedo shot first. Yep. Everyone complained, and they corrected it for Blu-ray. Yeah, I did notice that, and I'm like, oh god, I'm confused now because I thought they corrected it to have Greedo shoot first. So I'm glad you explained that to me because I haven't seen the Blu-ray editions. I've only seen the DVD and the special editions. I've just read the Wikipedia articles. <laughs> Differences between X, Y, and Z. Now I'm going home to read that, but nothing cutesy. Did you notice? Obviously, not having seen the original 
auditions. Did you notice anything out of place or put in? Or oh, the computer animated graphics that they added stood out like a sore thumb. Really? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, completely. Things like creatures and things going past the screen. I, th- I think the space stuff comes off better than when it's like on a planet. Well, when it's a creature. Or yeah, it, you a know, creature if they... being inserted in a backdrop that's like a model. Mm. Yeah. And then you've got like something computer generated. In the middle of bizarre. a Jabba the Hutt scene where you've got quite a lot of people who are clearly puppets and stuff. Yeah. The just be careful with the top bar because it's very hot. No worries. Chicken Caesar? Yep. There you go. Thank you. Oh, can I please grab another bar? Yeah. Cheers. You're driving um, home, don't you? Yeah, I know. I'm only I don't, want yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, you couldn't notice as much if it was a spaceship that had been added to it, but you could definitely notice in the Jabba the Hutt scenes where, you know, you've got people who are clearly in prosthetics and who are puppets, and then all of a sudden you've got, so, like, a, a creature next to it that is a clear... Yeah, but it was mainly... Creature. For me, it was mainly the, the, the lady with the massive lips singing and the mm. kind of Muppety-looking guy next to him. But, always felt out of place. Well, also, you, I mean, you leaned over and explained to me this scene wasn't originally in it, so... That also helped it stand well, out. Like well, the song. scene was in it. They just yeah, the scene well, was not the, the, the singing yeah. person. Yeah. Um, also, did they the the rancor it was messed with, right? A little bit. Yeah. What's a rancor? You know the guy he fights in the pit, the big monster that where had the fat guy cried. Oh, that was so sad. Yeah. Their monster got killed, and they were so sad about it. I know, it. but and you're they not put supposed their to arms around each other and they cried. You're not supposed Even to. Even bad crime. guys have feelings, except for they Darth do. Vader and the Emperor. It turns out Darth Vader had feelings. He but does. For a did while you see that little moldy head at the end? He was sad. I wasn't sad for him though. I was all like, too little, too late, mate. And then Luke cried for him. Dying, right? Don't cry for me. No, Luke cried for he Shush. Luke cried for Darth Vader dying. But when his aunt and uncle who raised him were killed, he's all like, oh, now I'm sad. He Not was... just killed, like burnt to a crisp. Yeah, and he <laughs> saw their charred skeletons, not a tear. And then, then also Ben died, Obi-Wan. Ben dies, not a tear. No, but he was so upset about Ben dying, but still didn't cry. Like, not a tear. He was but more upset sudden, about Ben than we met five oh, minutes ago. Darth Vader, my father, who has never been nice to me and never acknowledged me, I'm going to cry for you. And then I'm going to take your body and give it a proper burial. That is No, naughty Luke. Cry for the r- people who treated you well. And also Yoda died, like... That was unfortunate. I was unfortunate. I will say, though, that despite the fact that all of us have been maybe paying out the saga a little bit over the course of this podcast, it really does come from a a place of love. And it is because we've watched them so many times that you pick up up on all these little things that you know are ridiculous in the scheme of things, but you still love it anyway. The amount of laughter yesterday during the um, Anakin and Padme love scenes. And people just laughing. I think that's the thing. Like, when you try and tell people that you're into Star Wars, they go, oh, it's ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, I know that. Like, I know it is. That's... Have you got no imagination? Yeah, like, that's not what I'm watching it for. about it, Harry Potter's ridiculous, but it's not, you know? It is magical. Any, anything, anything fantasy, you, someone is going to call you ridiculous for liking, but... Or, or yeah. think that you're childish for liking it. Hmm. Dylan Weir, that was for you. <laughs> that was for you. Um, and one last thing. The superimposed Hayden Christensen instead of old... Um... I have a theory. What was your theory? Yes, we're just wrapping up a podcast. We saw all six Star Wars films over the weekend and we're doing a podcast about it. (laughs) That's fine. It's great, thank you. 
Um, okay, so I have a theory about the whole, hey, they superimposed Hayden Christensen into the glowy people who are dead looking at Luke and being all like, yay, Luke. Okay, so that was the last time he was good. He looked like Hayden Christensen. So if he like became a floaty, glowy person, but then he, he could good. only be good. But then he redeemed himself at the end he before not, he died. No, he was still evil. So the last time he was truly good... He looked like Hayden Christensen, and so therefore that version of him became the glowy person, and the the dark old person died. Hmm. I think that's what Lucas would have been going for. It's a good theory. Yeah. Mm. I. From somebody it, who hadn't seen them originally and doesn't have the emotional attachment to the original versions, that's what I took from it. I think when you watch all six in a row, it's not such a bad change because it kind of because because it makes you go, oh, okay, yeah, it's all it's all tied up, it's all wrapped up in yeah. a neat little package. But um, but yeah, but I do remember when they first did it being like, oh my god, what are you doing? Yeah. How dare you? I felt that in general though, watching um, the first three and the next three the next day, that I didn't mind the prequels as much. I quite liked them in the scheme of things because they really did a great job in script writing of the first three to really fit in the... fit everything in chronologically and fit it in really well, tie it in and uh, it was perfectly matched up. If anything, maybe that was one of the big weaknesses though of the prequels is they spent so much time trying to you know tie things in from the originals they're working that, backwards that they lost sight of the fact that they were making their own movies with their own characters and didn't really spend much time on that instead just did like throwbacks to things that mm. or foreshadowing things rather than mm. telling their own story so you're watching the set of movies that you, you don't truly understand until you, unless you're watching a six no as somebody who hadn't seen the old ones it doesn't stand out like a sore thumb like you guys see it. Honestly, if they're now meant to be watched in that order, one through six, and not old ones first, new ones second, it doesn't stand out. I I didn't recognise any foreshadowing or any call forwards, I guess you'd call it. It's them. good to have you playing Devil's Avocado. <laughs> Our meals arrived maybe five minutes ago. They did, I'm picking, I'm picking. So I feel like uh, we might need to wrap this up just to save you all from hearing us munching. I think we I think we did very well with six movies, and it was a pretty good weekend. So thanks for coming, Nothing Geetsy, and Mrs. Pointy, who shall remain silent. She's mute. <laughs> May the fourth. Say maybe she's a droid. But... May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.